This is Food Sense. I'm Julie Ann Brady. I'm a nutritionist and I work every day giving people knowledge and information on their nutritional needs. I'm Rowan O'Doul and I'm a chef who has worked in the catering industry for the past 20 years. We plan on bringing our combination of knowledge and life experience to talk sense about food and nutrition. Welcome to Food Sense. Hi everyone. This is Rowan here and I'm joined by Julianne today and today we're going to be talking sense about veganism. Hi everybody. So we're going to start off talking about the different types of veganism. So I suppose the first type that you'd be aware of would be ethical vegans. What would you say ethical vegans would be? They'd be into animal welfare, that's, yeah, that's the I background? Yeah, I think you can probably break it down into two types. So we have animal welfare and environmental reasons that might pay. A, um, a course in your decision and you know both of them are, are completely legitimate as well you know obviously yeah um, they're to be lauded really you know these are really this is a really excellent reason to be a, a vegan, vegan. Yeah. yeah absolutely it is very and you have to be very specific about what you eat and what you wear okay so and i guess i was reading there on wikipedia so the the uh, one of the statements was it was to not commoditize animals so yeah. that's that's part of that reason um, so you don't want to use animals for, for yeah, make them into commodity and treat them well in their lives, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think we're very lucky here in Ireland. Our grass-reared animals are probably very lucky in that they're free to roam. They're not housed for the whole of their lives. You know, there are animals in other countries that are completely housed for the entirety of their life. Yeah. They don't see daylight at all. Yeah. And that that's not great. Anyone anyone who has dogs out there, I guess, uh, if you don't bring your dog out for a walk and leave in the house all day, they they get really upset. They get depressed. They jump around the place in with uh, being bored out of their minds. Very destructive. Very destructive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, can be very destructive. So yeah, uh, and yeah, and as you say, we're very lucky with our cattle in particular. Um, you can all, all you have to do is drive anywhere around Ireland, and you'll see cows and sheep out in fields and up mountains. Yeah and and living their lives and, and i suppose that's the best possible way you could you, you could hope uh, for them to live their lives but vegans would say that the animals are obviously still giving their lives for us to have our food and also then there'd be issues with husbandry and with um i suppose yeah the method that they're that they're killed and and so on so yeah. there's all those kind of things to take into consideration as well yeah, absolutely. And then, obviously, as we were saying, the environmental impact does play a role in people's decision, as in cows obviously produce methane gas, and that's big in the news at the moment. Um, also, plants, you know, rather than emitting carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, they're emitting uh, oxygen. There are pros and cons, I suppose. That's a very debatable topic in that, okay, yes, you need to clear land, though, to produce these crops so you know yeah but then i guess if, <laughs> if the cows weren't in the fields you could use those fields for, for crops so there's and i suppose that's i suppose yeah that's something we're not going to get into the 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 arguments the environmental arguments but there is obviously some i suppose the majority of data there would say that there is definitely an environmental benefit to moving yeah. towards more plant-based uh, agriculture rather than animal-based agriculture yeah, I think, you know, again, that's a hot topic at the moment and there are to's and fro's for it all over the place. So 
people are going to have to make up their own minds on that one, I yeah. think. Okay, okay. And then, so that's what we have. That's our ethical vegans. So we have our ethical vegans who are doing it for animal welfare and are becoming vegans for environmental reasons or both, most probably both. Yeah. Um, and then we have our dietary vegans. And I'm going to put it out there that, um, and this is, I've, just just to remind everyone I'm a chef so I've no I've no qualification nutrition or anything uh, I do I, I do work in eating healthy and producing nutritious foods but uh, I'm going to put out there that if, if you want to go on a good diet that veganism is not the way to go yeah as a nutritionist um I would agree with you in that you know there are certain things you have to have in your diet and certain things that only come from an animal product so if you're a vegan these things must be supplemented so depending on how you want to live i suppose you know do you want to take supplements or do you want to have a diet that is say let's take veganuary for an example okay, where... yeah, don't get me started on veganuary <laughs> this well, is let's... the stupidest idea in the world <laughs> well let's just say okay so for 31 days you eat a vegan diet okay which your body's gonna freak out with probably at first right probably yeah, yeah. um but like would you not be maybe better off if your reasons are not driven by animal welfare and environmental um impact would you not be better off to maybe go one or two meals or you know one or two dinners a week vegan or vegetarian in that way you get over let's say you went one a week you get 52 meals that are vegan or vegetarian rather than 31 out of the whole year so you're nearly doubling your impact and by going vegan one or two days a week that would probably increase how healthy you're being yeah i would agree with that but going vegan fully for one month and then going completely back to normal it's probably not going to have much of an impact to be honest yeah, yeah. okay yeah so yeah uh so yeah and i think anything when you're making any type of resolution uh make changes for the long term doing something for a short yeah. period of time isn't really doing it at all you know and, and i understand okay so what i will say for veganuary is raising awareness yeah about uh increasing the amount of plant-based foods but yeah let's i just i just think yeah it's let's it's park such, that one let's park that one <laughs> go vegan if you're not going to go vegan full-time go vegan two days a week yeah I or one day that. a week and that's a much better idea than i vegan think so anyway. i think okay. um on the whole we need a balanced diet which includes plant-based foods and I would be very happy if people did that. Yeah. Well, we... Okay, so we, in Ireland, in the West in general, eat too much meat, right? Yeah, I'd agree with that, probably. Okay, so most of us eat too much meat. So... And don't eat enough vegetables. Yeah. Okay, so that's... So there's there's the two things. So what we need to do is we need to eat more vegetables and less meat. That's pretty much... That's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, so that sounds really simple, but we'll go into that in more detail. Uh, so that's we've talked about Veganuary uh, and how much we love that but we will now I suppose we go on to talking about the pros and cons of being a vegan so I suppose we talked about the pros animal welfare you were talking about leather bees you yeah. know all of these things and I suppose we I suppose to be better to the planet in general everything on the planet the environment the animals all of that and then i suppose the issues with it so straight away if you become vegan what is what are, what are the main things that you're going to have to look out for 
Okay, so from a nutritional point of view, you can't just take out a macronutrient like protein and not replace it with a similar macro, as in a similar protein. So if you take out, let's just say dairy or chicken or whatever, you have to replace that with another protein because the danger is you'll overeat on carbohydrates because they are the go-to for most people. And then obviously weight gain is a result then of, of that. Also, from a nutritional point of view, there are certain vitamins and minerals that can only be attained from animal products, B12 being the big one. So if you're a vegan, you must supplement with B12 from the get-go. There's no way around this. Okay, so just tell us what B12 is. What, what does it do for us? Okay, so B12 is a vitamin that we use in our body for a number of things. The main things would be a cognitive function. It also plays a role in uh, blood formation. Obviously, that's very important. Um, and in energy production. Um, as far as cognitive function goes, we need B12 in order for our uh, brain to work properly. You know, there are, have been links being made between a lack of B12 or a B12 deficiency and Alzheimer's disease. So that would be a big red marker for me anyway. Okay, and from a vegan point of view, is there any foods you can eat that have B12 in them? No, like you're not going to get B12 from anywhere, only supplementation. So make sure you go to your health food store, speak to a knowledgeable person, and get a really decent B12 supplement. And there's differences in these supplements between the quantity in them and how they absorb into your body and that type yeah, of thing, isn't so it? Yeah, so I would honestly stay away from own brand. You know, um, you know, you need to get a really decent supplement. If you can get one, at, as I said, from a health food store, the people in health food stores have been trained to a certain level that they will understand what they're talking about and they will be able to offer you the best that you uh, need. Okay, because I wouldn't have known that someone who doesn't frequent health food stores yeah. much, I, I would have thought most health food stores were run by hippies. No. Uh, <laughs> just just suppressed, I guess. But you're saying people in those health food stores are I'm trained. I'm saying, you know, the majority of people in those health food stores, I've yet to meet one that hasn't been trained. Okay. They are trained to a certain level that they would understand what you need and the best supplements to offer you. Okay, okay. I'm going to apologise to all the health food store people <laughs> out <hippies>. there. <laughs> and hippies as well. Um, okay, so that's, that's B12. B12. So other things to look out for would, obviously if you're a vegan, you're taking dairy out of your, your diet. Um, so so not an issue if you're a vegetarian. No, not an issue be, if you're vegetarian, but, but vegan. But becomes an issue with vegan. Yeah. Okay. Now, there are obviously other sources you can get calcium from, uh, plant-based sources, which is great. Okay, so, so and I've heard a bit about this where sometimes you have to eat quite a lot of plants. Of a certain thing. Of a certain thing. So yeah. to replace your glass of milk, do I have to eat a whole cabbage? How, okay. How does... Before I answer that, I'm just going to make a point that calcium is not just used in the body for healthy bones and healthy teeth. It's, it's used for heartbeat regulation. It is an electrolyte within the body. So it is really important that we get our allowance of calcium. And someone's allowance for calcium, their recommended level could be completely different to mine and vice versa. So it is quite individual on your actual body's needs. But as I said, not just for bone health. It's used for heartbeat regulation and nerve function. So really, really important. So we all need different amounts. So how yeah. you deal with that is you kind of 
eat more than your recommended daily allowance is that it or uh no like i mean you will kind of know yourself so you know you'll you'll be able to judge yourself in that okay well i i yeah I, like I, i'm i'm an, i'm a bit of an idiot right so I'll just say <laughs> okay right uh like i i don't think about these things so like for me if i become yeah like should i eat well over my recommended daily allowance or right. you see the recommended daily allowances are there as like a baseline for people so your recommended daily allowance doesn't actually mean it's what you need. It's the minimum for the healthy population, what they need. Okay. So okay. So it's a minimum level. It's a minimum allowance. Yeah. yeah. And for most things, it's they not like, going to harm you going uh, over that level, right? Uh, in the majority, yeah, I would like say there's cer- okay. Obviously, there's certain things you don't there's want the, to go over your RDA, but yeah, but the like likes the, of calcium, vitamins and minerals... There are, again, there's um, different uh, vitamins that are, you know, um, held in your fat, say they're fat-soluble vitamins, so you can overdo it on those if you have a good store of them already. Water-soluble vitamins, they just flush out of us on a daily basis, so that's vitamin C and all the B vitamins. So we do regularly need to intake of those. Okay. Um, Things like calcium... You know, if you have issues with your kidneys or kidney stones and things like that, obviously you need to regulate your intake of calcium. But um, as we were saying there, where do you get calcium from, say, if you're taking dairy out of your diet? Uh, things like sesame seeds would be really good. They're really high in calcium. And tahini, the paste, yeah. um, that you could use that. You know, also green leafy vegetables. But as you were saying, how much do you need to eat? You know, the... the the calcium you're going to get from eating green leafy vegetables is obviously not as high as a lump of cheese. Okay. So you do need to eat quite a, a big amount of them. But like it is in kale, broccoli, spinach, things like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I was vegetarian, I'd be starving. So uh, <laughs> I would probably be eating quite a lot of, yeah. of well, those things. seeds are a good way yeah. to get it in. And is it them. true? So with s- small seeds like sesame seeds, flax seeds, uh, that kind of thing, um, you... To get the best nutrition from them, you need to soak them or mill them, is that? Or or will uh, you get the nutrition from them just as they are? Uh, you should be okay at just as they are. Again, this is something that can be broken down into a lot of different <laughs> <Okay>. aspects <laughs> because it depends on your body's ability to actually process that. Okay. But things like if you are buying milled seeds, look for seeds that are cold pressed, cold milled. That you can, you know, the, the heat that's produced in the milling in some seeds uh, and nuts actually destroys the nutrients in them. So I look for things that are cold milled and cold pressed. Okay, okay, thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent that's there. Okay. So, okay, so have we got more of what we need to look for if we become vegan, what we yeah. need to supplement in our diets? So, what else? Okay, so I suppose the next big one would be iron. Okay. Obviously, you get iron from red meat, yeah, yeah, and it is really, really important in your body for your blood formation and for oxygen transportation within that blood. You know, we can't function efficiently if we're not getting oxygen to all our tissues. Okay. And obviously, your lungs and your heart and everything. Yeah, needs and obviously, oxygen. we know, you know, we know people when you've got an iron deficiency yeah. or a surplus of iron. Yeah. There's issues, so you need to keep that level at a certain level yeah and if you're not eating your red meat you need to get that in from somewhere else from somewhere else and yeah. what would be good source so you're saying green vegetables green, green leafy, leafy veg, veg again. again yeah now you can supplement again you know obviously if you feel i think if you're um vegan or vegetarian 
the best way to go forward would be to get blood tests every so often and just check your iron levels. People with like a bleeding disorder are obviously women and in this country I know every um, every uh, study that comes out says that children are low in iron. So you know get your, your iron tested when you're getting a blood test and just see where you are. And is that a big deal? Is it expensive? No, 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 it's just a normal test. Like if you, you know, go to your doctor, get a blood test and yeah. ask for your iron to be checked, that's all. That's I'd, it, it's a simple, simple thing, yeah. it's not a big deal. No, yeah. no, not a big deal. Worth getting your vitamin D checked as well. Okay, so there's two things to get checked, particularly yeah. if you're a vegan or, yeah, or I suppose. Anyone. Anyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, anyone. Okay. Well, you were saying there about, um, you know, if you're lacking or if you're in surplus of iron, the symptoms are actually the same. So like fatigue. Um, you have personal experience with this yourself, so how did you feel? Yeah, I just had slightly high iron levels, and so it, it turned out I thought I had hemochromatosis, but I didn't in the end. So there was a, there was a, there was a, a bit of an ordeal <laughs> over that. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think upset. I think I felt most upset because uh, I was not allowed to drink. <laughs> uh, no, more <laughs> no more Guinness. Yes, yeah, so. Uh, so there, actually, if you're short on iron, is that, is that <laughs> impossible? <laughs> I don't recommend drinking as part of your nutritional uh, daily allowance or anything like that. But you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll. I'll. That's this. The chef talking in me, not the. <laughs> the nutritionist says no. Um, okay. So there we have. So we have B12, B12. calcium, iron. Uh, iron, and what else do we have? Um. So vitamin D. I think everybody in Ireland especially in the winter months, she'll be supplementing with vitamin D anyway. We're too high in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, that we are, our stores get depleted very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, I was saying to you earlier, everybody in my house takes a supplement of vitamin D. And again, the RDA on this is actually quite low, that you can take more than the RDA quite safely, I would think. Okay. There was a study done in Australia on Aboriginal children where they actually gave them four times the daily recommended allowance of vitamin D and their health came on so much better than those who were given and, the RDA. And, and obviously they would have had a whole lot more sun than yeah, we would. Obviously, yeah, obviously, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because I suppose the, the thing in winter in Ireland, like most of us are in, the children are in school, mm. we're in work. Like, I Even know, in the summer, we're yeah. indoors an awful lot. You know, yeah, we're indoors an awful lot. But in the winter time, a lot of us go to go to go to work when it's dark and come home from work when it's dark and never see the sun from yeah. one one end of the week to the other. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I guess it's it's yeah it's really important to get your vitamin D yeah. uh, supplements for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and like you know, if you're a vegan, um, obviously you're not eating fish. Salmon would be a really good source of vitamin D. So that you know, again, if you're a vegan, and as I said, for everyone, basically supplementation. Yeah. Um, I get a spray. Vitamin D is it's actually a hormone, but um, it's it's held within our fat. Yeah. So get it in in a spray form that the sprays come and it's mixed with olive oil. Okay. So you need oil in order to absorb it. Okay. So just get a spray. You spray it into the your gum and away you go. So you're getting your absorption method as well yeah. as your as your thing. So so for example, if you were to just take a vitamin D tablet and you didn't have oil in your system. Yeah, a lot of diets, you know, 
I'm sure you'll agree with me that an awful lot of diets don't include fat. I understand the reason for that, that it's very high in calories, but we need fat in our diet yeah, in order want, to function. But we're looking for healthy fats, right? Healthy That's, fats, yeah, yeah healthy yeah. fats. So, yeah, in, we're not going down to the chipper looking no, no, to no. get our, our, <laughs> no. our fat intake. So no. what, what it would be, so seeds and nuts... Seeds, nuts, coconut oil is absolutely amazing. Olive oil, rapeseed oil. Again, with those two, make sure they're cold pressed. Yeah. Um, rapeseed oil does have different omegas six and nine in a higher quantity than omega three. Yeah. But again, it's a good source of oil. And there's some with supplements in them as well, is there? I know uh, one I of the guys. Uh, sorry, friend of mine. It's <laughs> little plug in here for sust, uh, <laughs> sust uh, rapeseed oil. I this uh, sorry yeah plug. This is a fantastic company. They farm, process, they do everything down just down the road from us. And distribute out from there, so minimal air miles, uh, great products, local, local yeah. yeah. So uh, Sustan, I think they have they have oils with supplements and stuff in them, okay. high, in, high in certain, yeah, omegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll omegas. have a look at that later. You can, oh, uh, yeah, let's talk about. While we're talking about omegas, that's probably another thing that vegans should have a look at. Now, obviously, there are seeds that provide omega oils, but again, it depends on your body's ability to use those oils so if you're eating fish the omega oil is ready to go for your body your body doesn't have to do anything to it it's just there and it uses it if you're taking on seeds such as chia seed or flax seed or walnuts they all have omega oils in them um, your body has to like manufacture or produce omegas from those oils they're not ready to go your body has to work to get them to the stage where it can actually use them as an omega oil Okay. So, you know, worth, I take an omega-3 supplement every day and I eat salmon or mackerel every day anyway, I still take a supplement. Okay, okay. So you can't have too much another one. No, no, it's, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good okay. one. <laughs> um, okay. And then I think the other thing um, for vegans would just to be, you know, make sure that you're getting a wide range of foods, that you have all your amino acids. We use protein to manufacture absolutely everything in our body your hair is protein your nails everything is so you need a very wide range of foods you need you, you know different types of beans not just one or two particular types of beans um you know obviously all the chickpeas lentils um different vegetables like broccoli has iron in it things like that that so you have yeah. a very wide spectrum and you want to eat all the vegetables right as much veg as you because i i know vegetarians that don't like vegetables Okay. Yeah, and that's you know they might eat peas and pasta, carrots, yeah, the sweet ones, carrots. yeah, the sweet ones, yeah. Um, but obviously all your vegetables have they have different yeah. different nutrients, different minerals and vitamins and Absolutely. stuff in them. So you want to get a wide. You want to eat the spectrum. rainbow, as people say. <laughs> the more diverse your um diet is, the better your gut bacteria is and then as a result the more healthy you are the better your immune function the better your brain function has an awful lot of knock-ons okay and i know we're talking about veganism today but everything you're talking about applies to everybody right absolutely yeah yeah so um and especially if you're cutting down on your meat intake which we all should do because yeah. it's better for our diet better for the planet better for the environment so if you're just cutting down um Obviously, all this advice applies the same. To right? Absolutely, everyone. If you're thinking about going vegan or vegetarian, you know, it's well, you have to really kind of um, 
you know, do your do your homework, do your research, and make sure you're still getting everything you need. As I said, you can't take something out and not replace it. Yeah, and I guess it. I guess so. Just from the point of view, when we grew up and we were being given, um, I suppose what would have just been, you know, uh, our our normal One kind processed of food. unprocessed food. Yeah. Uh, we were growing up. We would have had porridge or Weetabix in the morning. You'd have had maybe soup soup and sandwich or a sandwich for your lunch and then you have your meat and two veg and we were quite lucky in that and i suppose this isn't coincidence that that's quite a balanced diet isn't it yeah yeah absolutely so just what we grew up with was a balanced diet Um, i suppose we messed that up um as we moved on because we went into processed foods yeah. portion control a lot of it was two two big portions and then snacking Snacks, yeah so the, the big, big change between from um the 70s till now as far yeah. as i know is snacking so even the 80s i would think yeah yeah, 70s, skinny in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I think the statistics on this is that in the 70s we ate 3.1 meals a day so we had our breakfast lunch dinner and then 0.1 it could be which, your supper maybe maybe yeah, yeah supper or biscuit and we're now eating 3.7 meals a day okay so we've almost added another meal yeah which is just snacks and you know the thing is, kids are starting off with this, and that has a knock-on effect into yeah. their kids. This is going to be a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Don't get me started on the kids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the next one. That's the next one. Okay, so I suppose just to follow on from that, one of the things uh, that I want to talk about. Can I just sorry before yeah, sorry, you go, go on? Ahead. Um, also, as far as you know, previous generations go, or our generation, even we're not that old, by the way. <laughs> we're still in our keep 30s. telling yourself that Julie. <laughs> um you know also activity levels i think because people tend to like you were saying earlier you go to school people are in a car they're sitting at a desk they're coming home they're sitting on the sofa yeah activity levels play a big part in that as well and the problem with having no activity is that you don't want to do activity yes right yeah so like as soon as you start doing activity your body starts that's it, it. The, yeah. first, the hardest bit is the first step out the door yeah yeah and doing something every day and I, I know there's a lot of people doing that 100 days of walking yeah and that's a great way of doing it there's, there's all these kind of um, counts to 5k yeah get a dog get a dog get yes a dog. they will get you yeah. every day get a big dog <laughs> <laughs> whether you want to or not yeah um so i guess yeah activity levels are huge um and then from I suppose back to what we were talking about so I suppose from a philosophical point of view and the ethical vegans if we don't want to become vegan because we love our steak our, or whatever it is that you that you love eggs eggs yeah, yeah. Uh, if you don't want to become vegan but you love those things how can we kind of bring a little bit of the ethos of veganism into our lives um, and what I mean by that is how can we ensure that the animals that we are eating are treated as well as possible okay so there's a big difference between an animal that's organic and even an animal that's free range okay so, so let's talk about let's just bring up so let's talk about say one animal so we talk about chickens for yeah. the moment so when I go into the shop I can buy chicken which is cheap yeah. cheap i can buy free range chicken yeah. which is a little bit more expensive and i can buy organic and the yeah. same with eggs i, I guess because it's, yeah. it's the same same scenario so let's so the so uh, we'll talk about raw chicken maybe first of all yeah so um if we buy the raw chicken 
and we can buy that as Irish or probably um, from the EU. I don't think you can get raw chicken from outside no. the EU in Ireland. Um, so if we get raw chicken, what are the standards that they're... Is there, obviously, there's EU standards, so there's some there standards applied. There are some standards. You know, if it's just chicken, as in, let's say, own brand chicken, yeah. which is probably the cheapest option, um, first of all, I suppose you have to take into consideration the food that the animal got. Was it was there added hormones? Was there other added antibiotics? Was, you know, what's been added to that meat? Okay. A lot of meat has water added as well. Yeah, they inject it, it with water and salt yeah. sometimes. Yes, uh, like a brine. Yeah. Injected with brine, yeah. With yeah. Um, as far as the animal welfare, the husbandry of that animal goes, we're talking about chickens, which is probably the best one to choose. There's a big difference between a chicken that's like, say, that, the cheaper meat. Yeah. So they live in an area that is quite enclosed. They have a very limited... Um, space in order you know to maneuver or to move and, and all that kind yeah of and thing. a lot of people have seen those pictures of the chickens that come out of the batteries with yeah burns and, and with no feathers and yeah that kind of thing so yeah they're also like you know as i was saying whatever hormones and antibiotics they've given them these chickens are not that old actually they're only about six or seven or whatever eight weeks old really, and we're yeah. eating them okay at that you stage. know they're still babies yeah but yeah. they're the size of a fully grown chicken Okay. So that's why they're not developed as well. That's another reason they're not developed. As far so as so, it's basically it's intensive farming. Intensive farming, yeah. yeah. So they're giving them certain things to grow quickly, so they can kill them quicker and put them in a packet. Quicker. Yes, that's okay. exactly it. Um, free range. So that's the next level that's up. That's the right? next level up. So free range. Uh, there are different elements to this as well, as in free range. Some chickens have the ability to go outside, but they're but they're still maybe caged. Okay. As in their area outside is caged off. But the majority of them would be in maybe um a barn situation where yes, they have the entire barn to roam around, but there could be, you know, a couple of thousand chickens within that barn. So their actual moving space is not that big because they are packed into the barn. Now again, there's different farmers who will have different um, quantities of chickens that you know maybe they are a little bit more ethical if they will have less chickens which have more room to move around but they are housed within um, a barn situation for the entirety of their life again okay. so they're not necessarily outside okay so free range but there is regulations mean, around free range there right? are so, regulations yeah and, and obviously within the eu they're strict yeah they're, they're good enforced. i mean yeah. they're you know they're decent regulations okay and then we have the ones that i suppose a lot of us a lot of people steer clear of because they're the probably extent. twice the price yeah. of the, the cheapest. Yeah. But these chickens probably have some quality decent form of life, life quality of life. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree with that. So organic chickens will be chickens. Uh, you know what, the, the regulations around anything that's produced organically are actually much more stringent than anything that's produced even like free range or mass produced. Okay. So you have to go through an awful lot more hoops to ensure that your product is organic. Okay, which is a good thing for which these is a animals. Good thing. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, and any food produced organically. Um, so organically produced animals would not have these hormones or antibiotics yeah. uh, pumped into them. Um, you know, they are given enough time to develop. They're not just given eight weeks and then that's it. They are given the proper amount of time to develop. Yeah. So you're getting a chicken that's actually chicken. 
post. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. And as far as eggs go, you know, the chicken. So you're getting the chicken like we would imagine when you talk about our yeah. farmyard chickens that you would see. They're out in the yard. They go out in the field. Yeah, they have the ability to go outside of their own free will. They have the ability to roam around outside to do what chickens naturally do, scratch the ground, peck the ground, you know. They're not given so, and then they're not given growth hormones. They're no. not giving those antibiotics, the antibiotics, the unnecessary antibiotics to, yeah. to to make them grow faster. Yeah. So they are, yeah, for all intents and purposes, health wise. Health wise. Yeah. Yeah. And they so, would be the better choice. So if you want to, I suppose if you if you still want to have your chicken, but you don't want to become a vegan, maybe you can take some of the uh, that ethos of animal welfare and start eating organic uh, meats. Yeah. And um, the other thing I'd like to talk about, which because it's it's something which I think a lot of people don't realize, is that when you are buying processed food, that can come in from anywhere, right? Um. Yeah, you'd have to like. I mean, if a food is produced in Ireland, the label says it's produced in Ireland, doesn't necessarily mean it's been grown in Ireland. No. So I do know there is. Uh, I do know certain chicken product that is an Irish company mm. it's promoted as an Irish company but all of that chicken comes in from Thailand pre-breaded uh, and cooked okay so they okay. package it in Ireland which they means package they it in Ireland. it as being Irish yeah well it's an Irish company that sells yeah. it so it's an Irish company now nowhere does it say made in Ireland because okay. it's not but it's an Irish company selling it. So, so the assumption is it's, it's an Irish yes, product. Yes, the assumption is it's an Irish product. Now, if we go and all of that chicken is coming in from Thailand, okay, so Thailand is obviously not in the EU, and they have their own set of standards, yeah. which I would imagine is nowhere near as stringent as the EU standards. No, I mean, as I said, the EU have very decent quality control. The best in the world, probably. Um, yeah, I'd probably agree with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, that's why, yeah. yeah, that's why people give out. There's too many rules in the EU, yeah. right, and that's why people give out, but they're there for, a lot of them are there for a reason, so they would have possibly some of the highest standards in the world, and when you're getting chicken from, and I'm not picking out on Thailand, it's just, it is a country where they, they produce a lot of chicken, so yeah. that's that's where it comes from, and there could be, and there's, I'm sure there's different standards there as well. But more than likely, they're, you're getting the rubbish, you know, and God knows what they're being fed, what they're yeah. being, you know. Or just, how they're housed or what their life was What like. conditions, yeah, yeah, they're being housed in and what, yeah. And presumably, they're all, obviously with the amount of chicken they're producing, they're, they're getting the hormones, they're getting the antibiotics. Yeah. And the antibiotics are actually, for growth, I think, are banned in the EU, is that right? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, as I said, you have a lot, a lot of decent regulations and there are chemicals and medicines that are used in even Western countries, let's say USA, you know, that are not used here. Yeah. Okay. So apologies to any vegans listening because we've yeah. been talking about <laughs> meat for the last 10 minutes. Um, but I suppose it's to, it's, it's, it's to inform people that are on the edge exactly, uh, what they're eating. So Anything that's coming in pre-processed, look from where it's yeah. from. Uh, I recently looked at a packet of, or sorry, a tin of chicken and vegetable soup that was from one of the multiples here in Ireland, and it had chicken from Thailand and Argentina, I think okay. it was. <laughs> so it, it actually had chicken from 
two different yeah. countries in it. And I, I don't know why. I don't, I don't understand what the process was in making this where they had to like... I don't know what size pot they were using that they had to import it from. <laughs> they had to get two mm. different places. But like when you're looking at stuff like that, you're going, "What is going on yeah. in, the, in the production here?" Why can't here? you get it from Ireland? Yeah, why can't mm. you get it from Ireland? And and I suppose the reason is because they're selling that for twenty five cent or something. Very very stupid. cheaply. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you feel sorry for the farmers because they're obviously not getting a decent cut. Yeah. But you know. If they're not getting a decent cut, how are they able to look after the animals? Yeah. 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 So it's worth noting, like, I was talking about honey earlier on with you. Read the honey labels because there's honey produced in countries that it's not actually honey that you're getting. It's sugar water with a bit of honey. Yeah. You know, so get honey that's produced in Ireland or in the EU. Okay, so I think we've covered uh, quite a bit of stuff there. Is there anything further you wanted to add? Um, I suppose just as far as alternatives go, so, you know, you can give all people all this information, but we kind of need to give some alternatives as well. Okay, yeah. So there are, I mean, I, right now, there's an awful lot of, of choice, I think, widely available. Yeah. Um, I tend to stay is, away. Is that all good for you, though? Like, there's, I see a lot of processed vegan food. Yeah, and so stay away from that. <laughs> yeah, so, like, there's these vegan burgers and there's... But, okay, yeah, sorry. Okay, so, I mean, I think if, you know, I think some of the supermarket chains have, say, beetroot burgers on that. Yeah. You know, I've no problem with them. I think they're perfectly fine. I think things like, just a word of, to the wise, I suppose, that um, products such as corn are not actually vegan. There okay. is dairy in them, there's um, egg in them, there's different things. So if you are looking for, like, they're vegetarian, they're not vegan. Yeah. So, um, but also, as you were saying, processed. Like, it's kind of like the gluten-free products where they're very, very highly processed, mm-hmm. but they're not actually beneficial to your body. Yeah. So stick with foods that are as close to their natural state as possible. Yeah. It's fine getting canned beans and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's fine. I've no problem with them. They're in water. There's not much you can do to a bean, to yes. be honest with you. <laughs> okay. You know, but like, look. And frozen for, stuff as well. Like a lot of the frozen stuff frozen keeps a lot veg, of. Yeah, yeah, frozen veg and frozen um, fruit. Yeah. Because I think perfectly one, of, fine. one of the biggest reasons people, so I think I was looking at a survey there recently. So the biggest reasons people didn't buy uh, fresh vegetables was um, ease of use. Yeah. Um, uh, a cost, which I don't think. I think the multiples have offers on vegetables. Yeah, all the time. All the time. I don't think there's any excuse. And when you go into your veg, your local veg shop and stuff, they're even cheaper again. Yeah. In a lot of cases, and they will also have the option of organic and that type of thing. Um. So I don't think that's an excuse. Uh, probably locally produced. Stuff going out of date. So that's a big reason people, people don't, don't buy fresh. Yeah, that is, and I get that. You know. And it's understandable because we don't want food being thrown out at yeah you don't want food waste i get that you know i wouldn't myself just because we go through a huge amount of fruit and veg in my house i don't tend to buy frozen i buy frozen fruit because you know kids use them for smoothies and that and that's fine um and we go through such an amount of it it's just handy to have something in the fridge or the freezer um but i keep all my vegetables in the fridge yeah. You know, they do, it does extend their life a little bit. Yeah, and take them out of the packaging as well. Yeah, try and buy them without packaging if you can, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, fresh fruit and veg, put it in the fridge just to prolong its life a little bit longer. 
or you know make something out of it make i mean i make dips out of different vegetables and that and then they keep for a couple of weeks in the and fridge. your soups like i'm oh yeah absolutely. like soup is such a simple thing to make yeah and a, a lot of people go oh, how'd you make this soup how'd you make that soup and it's like it's onion garlic and then whatever bit of vegetable you yeah. have throw it in uh saute it off add water puree it yeah you're add, done. add water boil it puree it that's it. Or don't puree it. Have a broth. That's uh, true. Well, yeah, have a chunky which, soup. Have a chunky soup. If you want to get your bits of protein or you want to put in... Uh, lentils are a really lentils. good addition yeah, for soups. Yeah. yeah, Or your beans. Your yeah. mixed beans. Uh, Bean just chili. throw it in there. Yeah. yeah. Simple, simple uh, ideas. Yeah. Um, I think um, a lot of the alternative milks are, you know, they're very widely available now. They're they're a good option for people. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also get... You know, obviously, if you can get milk, you can get alternative yogurts and things like that, and cheeses and butters and all that. That I'm, I think the dairy end of things is really well covered. Yeah. Yeah. It's more than when you get into the processed kind of replacing a whole meal type of thing. Yeah. That you're going, you're you're going to possibly run into trouble. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know as a chef, like if you're buying say ready meals or or something like that, the actual nutrient value in it is very very low. It's been very highly processed. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you are, as much as you can stick to food from its natural state, the better. Yeah, the closer you can get. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of these things are, a lot of those processed foods, they add in all kinds of things to extend shelf life mm. and, you know, and then bulk them out as well to make them cheaper. Yeah. So, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, look, really look at what you're buying and, and read the labels. And it doesn't take long. No. actually cook something no if people are thinking oh it's too long to cook it you know i don't have time it doesn't actually take that long to cook something no no fish is really quick if yeah. you're not a vegan <laughs> <laughs> yeah and any vegan meals like you know like super really fast yeah. super fast because a lot of times um, and I know it's kind of traditional here in Ireland to overcook your vegetables yeah. but like you know when you're cooking vegetables al dente and like you've got all your so uh, that's the best way to eat them by yeah, the way yeah by far and then you've got your quick cook veg which takes seconds anyway like yeah. courgettes peppers aubergines broccoli, yeah. broccoli throw it in and like literally a minute later and a lot you can eat raw yeah 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 um so yeah there's loads loads of that you can eat raw so that's and, and I suppose those raw ones are there that if you do go vegan, that's your options for your lunch boxes and that yeah. type of stuff. You can get your your different raw veg. Yeah, and nuts and seeds are super handy. Make your own trail mix, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just dip into it. I mean, also nuts and seeds powerhouses for any vitamins and minerals. Yeah, yeah, and if you buy them in quantity and mix them yourselves, the cost oh, is yeah. a lot less because yeah. you can buy the little tubs. And and first of all, yeah. they're very expensive. First of all, you've got, and as well, from an environmental reason, they're individually packaged in plastic. Whereas if you, you buy, you bulk buy these different things, make your mix, and then as you take, throw it into your lunchbox every day. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. On the on the seeds and the vegetables, while I think of it, um, try and keep them in the fridge as well, just to preserve the nutrients and the oils. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, once you open the pack, if you're buying them in a pack, keep them in the fridge. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that. There you go. Learn something new every day. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so um, yeah, I think we are going to wind up today's podcast with that. We'll be back with another episode 
some you stage in the future. Yeah. Do you think <laughs> yeah. if anyone has any questions of that, they could get in touch via Facebook or Instagram? Or? Yeah. So if you have any questions for either of us, so if you want to contact me, you can get me at Rowan Sources, um, and that's on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to contact uh, Julianne, you're... Yeah. I'm Mojo Nutrition and Wellbeing, and that's on Facebook and Instagram as well. Okay, and we have, yeah, there's websites there as well. There is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you'd like to know anything, and yeah, please send in your questions, and we might do a little question answer, uh, yeah. question answer slot as well, if anyone has any questions. Um, hope that has been of some interest to you guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Take care.